online watching tonight. We're glad you could join us. Uh, we're going to get right into the word tonight, but I want to give a quick announcement for this, this weekend. As Joe was mentioning, we are having revival. How many are excited about this revival this weekend? Amen. I'm telling you, it's going to be fantastic, and uh, you don't want to miss it. And what I need from you, especially tonight, this Wednesday night crowd, is I need all of you, short of none of you, to be back Saturday night. Saturday night is the key night. Now, in January, we're going to have a revival, and in February, we're going to have a revival, and we'll see what happens from there. But I, I, God spoke to me at the conference that we would try to have a revival every month. For the, for the first three months, we'll see what happens there. But those will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but because this, this particular revival is, uh, on the, fell on the night of the married couple's dinner, uh, that will, we won't be starting that, that night. It'll be Saturday. But the Friday nights in the January and February will be key. That first night is key to start the revival off. So we need all of you to, that are here tonight to act like it's a Wednesday night. Just like you're faithful to Wednesday night, we need you to be back Saturday night at 6 o'clock p.m., not 7, prayer room at 5.30, and then also we need you to invite somebody because that Saturday night service is very, very important for Sunday. Amen? And Pastor Gould is a phenomenal man of God. He's coming with his wife. We've known him for a long, long time. Someone that I really honor and look up to, and uh, it's going to be awesome, so don't miss it. Amen? And then Sunday will be 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. We don't have anything Sunday night. It'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday on those revivals. Just, so just to clarify that. But let's just really, really, really be pumping up Saturday night. Let's post stuff. There'll be stuff on Instagram. Let's invite somebody that, uh, that's not saved or needs a miracle. Amen. Speaking of miracles, I want to ask uh, Myra to come up here. I want to ask Pastor Mario to come up here. I want to ask J uh, Julie to come up here. I want to ask uh, uh, no one's moving. Come on, y'all. I want to pray for you tonight. I know that you're all dealing with something. There's somebody else. Just stand right here. I'm going to pray for healing. Um, help me, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit. Who was the other one? Maybe you're in pain, and I don't know you're in pain. I want you to come, and I want us to pray for you. Maybe you're dealing with some, I know Pastor Mario has some, some neck pain. Myra was in an accident yesterday, or was it the day before? Yesterday. So she needs a touch in her body. I want to continue to believe for a miracle for Julie. I'm missing somebody. Who is it? There was another person. That's fit. There it is. Thank you, David. I'm sorry. I just, and I just talked to you. That's the worst part. Stand right here. Amen. He needs a healing in his back. Amen. Would y'all stand with me tonight? All of you that are online. We, how many still believe in healing? Amen. Divine healing. Carl and I prayed today for uh, Miss Linda. She's having some nerve issues on her face. And I just said, put your hand there. And I put my hand on her arm, and Deanna, that's, there you go. Deanna, I want you to come up too, please. I, I had you in my mind as well. I want to pray for you, amen, for your body. And we're just going to pray right at this very moment. We don't have to beg. We don't have to scream. We don't have to yell. We're just going to claim the name of Jesus, and we're going to plead the blood of Jesus. Now, is there anybody here that's in pain right now that I did not call out? Back pain, neck pain, any kind of pain. If I don't want to leave you out. If you are, please come down. But these people were on my heart, and uh, I want us to pray for immediate healing. Not tomorrow, not the next day. Amen. I want you to feel something right now in your body. Amen. And I want it to be instantaneous because I want you to know how much God loves you. This is part of God's grace, too. It's Him showing His healing power. Amen. So whatever it is that's in your body, that disc, David, 
uh, that herniated disc and whatever happened in the accident. And, and I also want to say this too. Congratulations for being here tonight at church when you're not even feeling good. Amen? God, God loves that. He sees that. Amen? Gabby, let's pray for you. Amen? Physical pain in your, in your ankle, leg, your heel. Okay? Rowdy, back. Okay? Back pain, man, is of, of the devil. Amen. I've been having some stuff, too. So whenever I pray for you, I'm praying for me, too. So put your hand where that pain is. All of you agree with me tonight. And we're just going to pray that you begin to feel the warmth of the power of God on your body. Father, we just take authority over these situations right now. Some are in the stomach. Some are in the neck. Some are in the back. Some are all over, Father. Some are respiratory. Lord, we just pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, together with faith, all of us here, we pray the prayer of faith. You said in your word that you died on the cross for our sins, but you also died and shed your blood for our infirmities. And Lord, we take authority over whatever is out of line right now in that spine, in that nerve, in that neck, Father, in that back pain, God, in that heel pain, Lord, whatever's causing it. We're not just praying for healing, but we're praying for the, the root to be destroyed. Lord, we pray for that back to snap back into place right now. We pray for the migraine to be gone right now. Father, we pray that you would just from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet right now, just begin to heal us right now from every part of sickness in our body, every infection, every disease, we take authority over it. And we thank you for your power. We thank you for your blood tonight, Jesus. We thank you that it is the grace of God and your grace is sufficient for us tonight, Jesus. By your precious stripes, we are healed right now in Jesus' name, Father. And we thank you for it in advance. Lord, that they'll be able to move those necks, move those backs, walk on those heels, move that body. And Lord, they'll be able to tell somebody, Jesus healed me tonight at church in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Let's thank him. Let's thank him tonight. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. Amen. Amen. You can return to your seats. Praise God. And I pray as you go, you're feeling the power and the healing of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. His presence is here. Thank you, Destiny. How many know his presence is here? Now I want to get right into the word because this kind of just all lines up. How many know that when we come to church, we come in a mood? Right? We come in a mood. Every day when we get up, we get up in a certain mood. And when we come to church, we come in a mood, especially on Wednesday nights. Now I'm not saying whether it's bad or good, but we come in a mood. We're always in a mood. Right? As people, we're always in a mood. And as we come into this new month of December and we start to head towards Christmas, I, I, am, I am sensitive to the understanding that every person in this place has a different mood according to Christmas. And according to the holidays. And according to different things that are going on. And, and I want us to understand tonight that God understands that as well. Amen? So I want to talk about the Christmas mood tonight. If you've got your notes and you're taking notes, that's the, that's the title. Christmas mood. Now, hopefully, it would be God's will that everybody would always be in a good mood. Amen? How many know a good mood is better than a bad mood? But one thing is for sure is, is if I could see the, the, the cloud above your heads tonight, we would all be in different moods. I mean, we might see some clouds that say bored, might see some clouds that say angry, 
Might see some clouds that say uh, uh, disappointed. Might see some clouds that say lonely. Might see some clouds that say frustration or anticipation. I would hope for that would be one we would see. Amen. Fear. Might see a cloud above someone's head of, about anxiety or depression or joy. Might see joy over your head right now. Thanksgiving. Amen. All kinds of happy ones as well. Overwhelmed. Worried. Miserable. But one of the ones that can really stick out is maybe resentment. Amen. That can be a mood that we can have. And I think as we are in this holiday season right now, in time of Christmas, I, I know personally that there are people who have resentment at this time of year. And it's not, any, it's not necessarily a resentment against God. It's just a resentment against things and life and family situations. And, and, and I was talking to my mother-in-law about this the other day. We were tri- driving into town, I think yesterday, just her and I. And I thank God for my mother in love. Amen. She's a wonderful, uh, wonderful mother. I've always called her mom ever since we got married. I told uh, Dylan and Kristen when they got married, I said, start it off right off the bat and it'll be easier for you. Call them mom and dad right off the bat. And so Dylan came in Sunday morning and said, good morning, pops. And I was happy. Amen. So there's, there's something about having that great relationship with your, with your in-laws or your in-loves. Amen. And we were just talking and and just about how her and her family, there's people who are still hurt to this day over resentment and over situations in her, on her, her side of the family. And I began to think about this time of the year, how people reflect and how people think about things and how sometimes things that should be, should be happy and joyful can be bittersweet because of different situations. And I just want to kind of address that tonight, almost like a chiropractor would fix a back. Amen. I hope that that healing virtue came upon you right now, but I hope as you head into this month, God can just adjust your mood and give you the right Christmas mood. Amen? So here's some things to think about. I'm going to go over four or five. Number one is we can't let our feelings control us. Amen? Don't let your feelings control you. That's number one. I'm going to give you plenty of verses tonight. And God reckoned, how many know God knows us better than we know ourselves? Amen? And he's got a solution in his word for every mood that we have. And, and I will mention this. This is important. How many, we talked about last week an attitude of gratitude. Your mood has a lot to do with your attitude as well, right? Sometimes a situation can happen and it can cause a mood. But, but God is looking for some people who have an overcoming mentality that are going to be like, you know what, I'm going to wake up every morning in a good mood. Because how many know we got a lot to be thankful for? But don't let those feelings control you. You control your feelings. Psalms 4.4, and I'm going to be mostly out of the New Living Translation tonight. I'm usually in New King James, but most of these are going to be New Living Translation. It says, don't sin by letting anger control you. And then look at this. This is this. You talk about a nugget. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Can somebody say Amen. Can some married people say amen? It didn't say speak out and then remain silent overnight. It said think about it overnight and remain silent. And I can tell you this isn't just in marriage, but just in, in, in situations in life, period. I have seen over the years, sometimes, if, many times, not sometimes, if you'll just give something a day. If you'll just sleep on something and wait till the next day 
and don't, a lot of times don't even address it, it'll work itself out. It'll walk its way out, amen, if you'll just let it go and sleep on it. So how many know when we read these Psalms and Proverbs, they know what they're talking about? So that's not, that's not letting your feelings control you. That's you controlling your feelings. Ephesians 4.26 and 27 says, don't sin. Twice it says, right in a row, by letting anger control you. So we're talking about who's controlling the mood here. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Amen? So, so we, we're talking about the mood, and, and we know that most of the time when we're in some kind of a mood, that mood comes from some kind of a situation. And, and things happen, and, and then it dictates how we, how we live and how we feel. But I think the biggest thing I want you to get an understanding of tonight, the overwhelming picture, is that we should be mature enough to understand that God's bigger than all the situations we're facing. No matter what that mood is that you're in, one of the greatest moods you can come with is one of those words that I wrote was, was anticipation. Coming to church with an anticipation. Having that attitude that I heard someone had tonight before church, which was, I got to get to church. I got to be there. How many know that's a good mood? I got I to gotta be in church. I've got to be there because God's got something for me. You'll never be disappointed when you come to church with that kind of attitude. And then I, I, as we were praising and worshiping, I began to think, man, that's, that's why we sing. That's why at the end of worship, we clap and we praise and we clap and we praise. And sometimes we say, come on, press in. You know what we're doing? We're teaching you to control your feelings. We're teaching you to realize the power that there is in praise. There's power in praise. Amen. And how many know that your praise doesn't have to be dictated by your mood? Your mood can be dictated by your praise. You can begin to say, I don't care if I came in here angry or frustrated or anxious or depressed or even in pain. I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to worship the king because he's worthy to be worshiped tonight. Amen. Above all things, I'm going to set the mood so God can move in my life. If we come with an anticipation, God will move. Listen to the verses that were read. Listen to the things that were said during prayer and offering. So sometimes, how many know we need a pick-me-up? I'm not talking about coffee, amen? I'm talking about a spiritual pick-me-up. When your feelings are in a, some kind of way, one of the best things you can do is focus your, your life on somebody else's need, especially this time of the year. There's needs. How many know there's needs? Find out about a family who needs some food during Christmas. Find out about a family who may not have the money for gifts. Find out of a, someone you can reach out to and love on, and you'll begin to feel in a better mood because that's what Christmas is about. It's about giving. Amen? Here's another verse. Psalms 37, verse 8. New Living Translation. Stop being angry. Amen. Stop being angry. Amen. Some people live angry. I'm not, I know I'm not talking to anybody in here tonight. I hope I'm not. Some people are just angry people. You, you, God's been too good to us to be mad. Amen. We need to not stop. He says, stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Don't lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Amen. That anger is not going to take. How many know that? Have anybody ever learned anger is not going to fix anything? We say, well, it makes me feel better. Well, it don't make you look better. <laughs> Amen. You look how you feel. You feel how you look. Amen. 
How many know it's not going to lead to anything? Anger does not gonna, is not going to turn good. It's always going to be bad. So stop. He says stop being angry. Last verse on number one here on controlling your feelings. Luke 6.31. Here's the key. If we could just live by the golden rule. If we could just, do you know there really is a golden rule? Do to the others as you would like them to do to you. I mean, if we're in that, so if you're in that kind of mood, if you're in an angry mood, then you need to expect people to be angry back to you. Amen. You've got to treat people in a way that you want to be treated. Amen. And so it's setting the tone. It's, it's, it's changing the mood of people. We need to all come in here, every single one of us, and we need to change the mood of people by just smiling at them. Amen? And just loving on them and telling them, telling them it's good to see you. You just made my day. by. I turned around and looked at Julie and said, I'm just glad to see you. She'd been missing a few services for not feeling well. Amen? Hopefully that made you feel good. Amen? Because I do. I'm glad you're here. We can change the way people think just by telling them a kind word. Amen? Now, one of the reasons, just so you know, that you don't see me a lot before service out here is for, for this very reason. Because I don't want to be a hypocrite. If, you've ever, if you ever see me before service, I, I'm a very happy person. I'm, all, I'm very personable and I'm very smiley. I like to, I like to talk to people. But I don't, I'm not that person before service. Has anybody noticed? I'm focused. I'm, I've got the Word of God in my heart. I'm trying to make sure that, that, I'm, that, 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 that I'm, I'm, I'm going to say what God wants me to say. I take this pulpit very seriously. And so I go to the prayer room. I try to shoot back to my office, and I try to come out as the service is starting. Sometimes that doesn't work out. And so if you ever get that from me before service, you should know that that's not my normal mood. Amen? But when you're not having to preach, and all you got to do is come listen, you should be in a good mood. And you can help everybody else be in a good mood. Amen. Number two, this is how to have the Christmas mood. The first one was don't let your feelings control you. Number two, how do I do that? Pray. Pray. Ask God to help you. Amen. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for the person who's making you have bad feelings. Pray for yourself. Pray for the situation. Pray for yourself. Amen. Pray. Pray about it. Say, God, help me. Help me be a, a person that's in a good mood. Help me have a Christmas mood. Don't, don't let me be by humbug this Christmas. Don't let me be the, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Amen. Let me have a joyful attitude. Hey, how many know no matter what we're going through, we as Christians should be happy? Did you hear what I said? No matter what we're going through, we as Christians should be happy because we're saved and set free and born again and on our way to heaven. Amen. How can we not be happy? Well, you don't know my situation. Well, your situation is not bigger than God. And that what was just said at prayer and time of offering is God's bigger. I love, I, 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 I love what John said and I love John's attitude. How many get blessed by John and Ceci? Listen, I, I, I could go on to other people, but listen, that, he blesses me because he always gets up here with a good attitude. He's always smiling, and I, and I love what he said. I have four reasons to smile tonight, four miracles. That's what, what he's learning is how to count his blessings. 
He might have got up here and you don't even know. He might have had all kinds of things happen to him today at work. He might be facing some bills. But you know what? He got up here and decided to focus on the four blessings that he has, which are four healthy babies. Amen. So pray. Pray about it. Colossians chapter 3. Oh, let me just tell you this real quick before you read the verse. Write this down. You can't change nobody but yourself. Right? Has anybody in here learned that yet? If you haven't learned it, learn it tonight. And you'll get a lot further down the road a lot faster. You can't change anybody else but yourself. But you can change yourself. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. But now, this is New King James Version, you yourselves, look what it says, you yourselves should put off all these things. Notice that we are praying but it's, it works hand in hand. God, God says, I want you to control your feelings. I want you to pray. But I need you to do it yourself. I'll help you. You pray it. Ask me for help, and I'll help you. But he says, you put these things off. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. He says, you put those things off. It's a choice. How many know we let some things come on us during the week? That's why this midweek service is so important. Some things get on us. Be at, be at work, a bad attitude, a negative person that gets on us. Got to brush that off. So I don't want none of that. Colossians 3, verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God. How many elect of God do I have in here tonight? If you don't know what that means, it means you're chosen. God chose you. That ought to be enough to make you smile. He says, as the elect or chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, Long-suffering. Amen. Did you know the Bible tells us to count it all joy when long-suffering abides? Amen. Sometimes it's, 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 a, it's a thorn in our side. But God says, I want, you to be, I want you to be putting on kindness and humility and meekness and long-suffering. Look at this. Bearing with one another. He says, put up with each other. And you just say, well, you don't know how annoying that person is. Well, you're annoying to somebody else. I'm annoying. Everybody, how many know everybody annoys somebody? At least your spouse. If I don't annoy anybody else, I know I annoy my wife. Amen? Men, can you say amen? Women, don't say nothing. Amen. Bearing with one another. Oh, here we go. Here's where it starts to get a little deeper. And Forgiving, woo! Everybody say that. Forgiving. I want every single one of you to say it. Forgiving one another. Why? If you have a complaint against another, so it might, he says you might even have a reason. But he says, and this is the key right here. This is Christmas. Even as Christ forgave. You, leave that up there for a second, even as Christ forgave you. So if you feel like it and you're in the right mood, you must also do. See, there's some parts in this message where you're going to realize you can't be in a mood to obey, to obey God. Because forgiving somebody, you don't, you're not in the, you don't get in the mood to forgive somebody. Forgiving somebody is, is strict obedience. 
It's strictly understanding and, and, and reading his word. And, and if I could say one word tonight over all the words, and I didn't even have it on my list because I'm going to focus on it now, is forgiveness. If there's one thing we have to do really good all the time, but especially right now in this, in this month, is be forgiving. Right? Right? We heard that on Sunday. Right? Forgiving. Come on, y'all were smiling and laughing a little bit more a few minutes ago, and I was getting more amens. How come when I get to the forgiveness point, and I'm not even actually to the forgiveness point yet. Oh, yeah, I am. Number three, forgive. Forgive. I'm going to put this right in the middle of the package. Okay? Control your feelings. How do I do that? Praying. Always, as Thessalonians says. And then number three is forgive. Okay, this is the key for a Christmas mood. And, and we forgive because Christ forgave us. Now, here's what's interesting. That was Colossians chapter 3. Watch what happens to Ephesians chapter 4. So not only did the Colossians have an issue with forgiveness, so did the, so did the Ephesians. And I bet the Philippians did too. And I bet the Dentonites do too. Amen. I bet we got that problem too. He says in Ephesians chapter 4, 31 and 32, get rid of all bitterness. Can you do that by yourself? Take some help, doesn't it? God help me not to be bitter. If, we, if I could give you the microphone tonight, we would hear stories in this place that would blow us away. You realize that? We would hear stories, and I've heard a lot of your stories. We would hear stories that would break our hearts. We would hear stories that we wouldn't even believe. We would say, are you serious? And, and, and let me tell you this. We look at people a lot of times, especially in this church. And I'm not saying about, we, we, we look at a person, we think they got it all together. We think, we look at how, and you know what? It's not hypocritical. When we look at these people and they look like they got it all together, it's because they've learned to have the right mood. They've learned how to carry themselves. But man, if you could peel back the layers, and look at some of the hurts that most people in this place have been through. And sometimes, I'm telling you, you'd be, you might go, I know, well, I know that person, and I know that, but you might hear someone say something, and you might go, really? Them? They've been through that? Because it happens to me. When I hear your stories sometimes, I go, wow. Had no idea. There's bitterness. There's, there's rage. And anger and harsh word, things that have been said to us and things that happened to us. I'm always reminding you, church, and you've heard me say this a million times you've been in this church. We're just grown-up kids. We're just grown-up kids. And so much of who we are today, and that's not a psychological thing. That's just a fact. So much of who we are today is what, we, what happened to us as kids. Things we went through. You know, you, some of you right now, as I started this message, you're going back. Your mind's going back to things. And, 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 and this is where the work comes. You might be going back to some places that are not good places. You might be going back to some bad memories. And that's kind of why I'm preaching this. Because I, I want you to get to a place where you can have a right Christmas mood. Regardless of your situation. Because Jesus overcame all of that. Amen. How many know Jesus overcame all of that tonight? Everything we've been through. Every struggle, every trial, every bad situation, every abusive word, every physical situation, everything. God's overcome it all. 
And he's saying, you know what he's basically saying? I understand. What do you mean? Come on, Jesus never, don't forget. Don't forget. Jesus lived a perfect life. But then when he went to that cross, remember, he took every single sin of the world on his body. Every abusive situation, every word that's ever been spoken to you, every pain that's ever happened to you, everything that's ever gone on in this world, everything. And you think, man, that's a lot for my life. How about bolt multiplying that by the billions of people who lived in this earth? He took that on him. He took that on him. So he knows. But he's telling us, Paul, God's telling Paul, tell my people, get rid of that stuff. Get rid of it. Let's keep reading. Harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Think about this. Why is it we do things the way we do? Why do we do things that we do a lot of times? Why do we act the way we act a lot of times? Because of the way we've been treated. And one of the things we start to see, especially with new converts, this is actually a really good Sunday message. But I'm not going to be preaching this Sunday, so I'm giving it to you tonight. This is a good Sunday message, especially for new converts. So much stuff that's happened to people, and so much has come on people. They're carrying a lot of things, and they haven't realized yet that, that, that God wants us to get over that stuff. He wants us to be freed from that stuff. Amen. He's saying, I don't, I don't need you to carry that stuff. And, and, and these evil behaviors, a lot of the things we've done in the past, and hopefully they're in our past, and they're getting in our past, are things that were done to us, and many of the people in here don't know any different. And then now we, now we start coming to church and we start hearing things and God's word starts coming alive and we start being taught that we can think different. This might be your first Christmas. Some of you are new in here. Some of you have been saved this year. Even in the last few months, this might be a different Christmas. This is going to be a different Christmas for you because you're going to have a different mentality this year. You're going to think differently this year because you're going to allow God to help you forgive people. It says, instead, so let me read this again. Go back to the beginning, please. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, and as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, what does he want us to do? Be kind to each other. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Here we go again. Totally different chapter. Totally different book. Just as who? Just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. So it's the golden rule. Now here's the problem we have with the golden rule, church. We want forgiveness, but we don't want to give it. How many see a problem with that? If we're just being real. Is that fair? It's not fair. That's not grace. That's not mercy, because mercy says that I deserve hell. I don't deserve forgiveness, but God says, even though you don't deserve it, because of my mercy, I'm going to give it to you anyways. You don't deserve heaven, but because of my grace, I'm going to give you heaven. And then he says, all I want you to do, think about this. All I'm asking you to do is forgive as I've forgiven you. Now, I'm not saying that's easy. I'm just telling you that that's what God says. Look at Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Don't judge others, and you will not be judged. Don't condemn others, or it will come back against you. Forgive others, and what? You will be forgiven. Now, one thing that's important to understand as we move on is this is not optional. It's not optional, church. Please understand that. Does everybody understand what the word optional means? 
Optional means you get to choose. God did not say, if he, is the, and no matter how much you justify it, no matter how much you say, but pastor, you don't know. You don't know what I went through. You don't know what they went through. You don't, I, you're right, I don't. But God didn't ask that. He didn't, he didn't put a certain set of rules that says these people have to forgive and these don't. Amen. You want to have a good Christmas? Ask God to help you forgive. You've got to do it. It's not optional. Number four, I'll move on. Some of you are st still trying to digest that. Amen. Number four, but it's a fact. Love. How do, how do I have the right Christmas mood? I learn how to love. Is anybody in this place learning how to love? Learning. All you didn't raise your hands, I'm worried about you. So you already got it down or you don't want to love. I don't know which one it is. Maybe you've got it down. But we're learning to love. You have to learn to love people. You have to love people like Jesus loves us. What does that verse say? We love God because he first loved us. What does the Bible say about love? It also says it's not suggested, it's required. Now, how many just read that verse with me in 37 of Luke, chapter 6, that said, forgive others so you can be forgiven? Did you see that there's an exchange there? Did everybody see that there's an exchange there? Now watch what Jesus does. If we go back a couple verses, he goes even further. I hate this part. Can I be honest with you? You just use the hate word. The word hates in the Bible. You're supposed to hate sin. This, this, I very strongly dislike this part. Because what could he says? Let's go to 35. Love your friends and those you love and who are good to you. Forgive those good people around you. What does he say? This is, this, is this changing your mood? I see, the, I, see the, I see the mood popping up around different places. This is different than when you came in. Love your, can, can anybody read that? Those that are watching the line, enemies. Enemies. And then, not just love them. How many wish sometimes we could just do the whole trail mix thing? Can we just do the trail mix thing? Can we just pick out the cashews? Can we just pick out the M&M's? Don't make me get that sunflower seed, or don't let me get that little green thing in there, or someone don't even know what those things are, right? We just want to pick. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will be truly acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. Church, don't let a verse like that change your mood. Amen? Say, God help me. Come on, say it, God help me. I'm not going to ask you to answer this, but I'm going to ask you to answer it inside. And I hope the answer is yes. Do you want God to change you? Do you want him to give you the right godly attitude? Amen? He wants to change us. He wants to give us a Christmas mood. What's the Christmas mood? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. 
Do we have an example in Jesus? Did Jesus just go to the cross? He didn't just go to the cross. He loved his enemies. He put his arms out and said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. Amen? That's Jesus. That's the, that's the example we have tonight. And so you're not following my example. I'm not following your example. We're following the example of Jesus. Amen. Let's, let's, let's finish up here. Some of you are saying, I can't wait till this is over. This is healing words. Amen? Healing words. Romans chapter 12. I'm going to end with this. Actually, the musicians can begin to come if you would. It gets a little harder here. Love. Repay no one evil for evil. Now, in our flesh, how many want to repay evil for evil? In our flesh, in our real carnal flesh, we want an eye for an eye. And a tooth for a tooth. Am I talking to anybody real in here? In our flesh. In our B.C. Before Christ. We, we, want, we want God to, to do above and beyond what was done to us. Yeah, we want that wrath for people in our flesh. But I got good news for you. How many know the gospel's good news? Let's keep reading. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, see how God involves us? Live peaceably with all men. Beloved. Now, 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 stop there for a second. Nowhere in there did we say, did the Bible say, that we had to be best friends with those people. Or that they had to come over and hang out at our house with us. How many get what I'm saying? He, they, they, he, did, he said we have to love them. We have to live without expecting anything back. That, and, and you'll see that in your lives. When you have someone in your life that's that way, you'll see how many times you've helped them and how many times you've reached out to them. And you've just said, you know what, I'll just do it again. I'll just do it again. I'll just help again. I'll just reach out again. And you do it with the attitude of I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for the Lord. Okay? But he says, go back one. If it's possible, live, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Okay, go back to the one, please. Do not avenge yourselves. Here's the key. Do not avenge yourselves. So he says, you want an eye for an eye, but don't even want an eye for an eye. Because if you do an eye for an eye, that's what you would do. But he says, I, I'm better than that. How many are thankful that God is a just God? And that you can leave people in God's hands. And God does a better job. That's why you can truly get to a place right now, tonight, to be in a Christmas mood. Because you can say, God, they're yours. I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to love them. I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to pray for them. The Bible says pray for those who despitefully use you. You want to know when your heart's right? When you can pray for that person. Are you listening? I did not say when you invite them over to your house and hang out. Me and Pastor Mario went to Brian's Brian Davis basketball game last night. We hung out. We're friends. We want to be with each other. He didn't say go hang out with the person at a basketball game. But when your heart is right, listen to me. I'm talking to somebody here. How do I know, Pastor, if I've really forgiven? When you can pray for them. Man, we got so quiet right there. 
when you can pray for them. Have people who've spoken against me, don't like me, and I, and I don't have to, I don't have to want to hang out with them, but I pray for them. And when I, when I don't just pray for them, Lord, have your wrath on them. Do something bad to them. I pray for them with a heart of purity and best I can and say, Lord, bless them, change them, help them find you, help them be in I want them to be in heaven. I don't want them to miss heaven. When you can get to this place, something has changed in your mood. And you have become a true believer. I'm not talking bad about you if you haven't gotten there yet. But listen, you need to get there. You need to get there. Because remember, it's not optional. So he says, but rather give place to wrath. What are you saying is, God says, give that to me. You don't think God knows what happened in your life? You don't think God knows that situation of pain? He does. He knows. He does. It hurt him worse than it hurts you. I promise. Because that was not God's intention. Well, why didn't God protect him? Well, why didn't this happen? Well, why didn't that happen? Let me just tell you this. Don't go to hell over a mystery. You keep questioning that stuff till the day you die, you're going to go to hell over a mystery. God, I don't understand it all. I, I, don't, I don't, in my own understanding, know where you were at at that moment when that happened. I don't get it, but God, you're God. I'm not. For it is written, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. I will repay, and he's just. Let's finish here. Therefore, he goes even further. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. Just give me one amen so I can keep reading. Okay. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. Isn't this interesting? For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. God says the best way you can get back at that enemy is to bless him. Because you know what you're doing? You're, you know what you're doing? Stay with me. You know what you're doing? You're telling that person, you have no hold on me. You have no hold on my life. Zero. I can bless you because God has given me healing over you. If you don't do that, you are a prisoner to that person. Someone's going to get this. Someone's going to go home tonight with a whole different mood and a whole different revelation. You are going to unlock the key that has had you in prison. Not them. Because we think in our minds, I'm hurting them. If I hate them and I hold that hatred inside of me, it's going to hurt them. They don't care about your pain. They didn't care when they did it, and they don't care now. They're not hurt. You're not hurting them. You're hurting yourself. Can somebody listen to me tonight? Can somebody get free of your anger? Can somebody just obey the Bible and see what God will do? For in so doing, you will reap, heap coals of fire on his head. Last verse, and we'll pray. Do not overcome, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Father, we ask you tonight to help us do this. Lord, we ask you tonight to change the mood all across this place. There's people here who are struggling, God. Struggling with anger. Struggling with frustration. Struggling with bitterness. Struggling with depression. God, you, they love you with all their heart, their mind, their soul, and their strength. But they're allowing the devil to win. 
tonight, I pray. Just like I prayed for those people to get a physical healing tonight, I pray for these people tonight that are here and those that are watching online to get a, a spiritual healing. Lord, you can unlock the prison door of our own cell tonight of unforgiveness. Church, you want to have a good Christmas? You want to, have, you want to be in a good mood? Do what God says to do. And trust that he's a sovereign, just, perfect God. He, he's not going to miss out on that person. He's not gonna, he's not gonna, no one's going to slip through the cracks. If you read the verse I sent out today, everything will come to light. Everything will come to light. Everything is everything. It'll come to light. It'll be exposed for what it is. Trust God. Don't let evil conquer you. Conquer evil by doing good. Give it to God. Give it to God tonight. Don't let your feelings control you. Some of you are, have blessings all around you. And you don't even enjoy them because you're anger. You've got blessings all around you and you don't enjoy them because you're bitter. Blessings right in front of you and you don't enjoy them because one person that did something to you 20 years ago has your heart. I just said that to somebody. I'm telling you, whether it's online or here, there are people in here, you are allowing one person to ruin your life. And they may not even be alive tonight. They may not even be around. They, they're, they're, you, how, are you, how is it possible that you're allowing the devil to lie to you so much tonight? God says, let it go. Forgive them. Pray for them. Love them. And I'll take care of the rest. But it's not a choice. It's not a choice. You, well, it is a choice because you get to choose. But there's no option because God says, if you don't, then I cannot forgive you. It's that simple. And here's the problem. There's a bunch of people in here that love God with all their heart. Maybe you're watching. You love God. But your, your prayers are hitting the ceiling. Are you listening to me? Your prayers are hitting the ceiling. And they're bouncing right back down to you. Because God can't answer them. And it's not because he doesn't want to. It's because he can't. What do you mean? I thought God could. There's nothing God couldn't do. God can't go against his word. He said, if you forgive, I'll forgive you. Forgive others and you'll be forgiven. So church, make the right choice tonight, please. This will change the rest of your year. It'll change the rest of your life. And when you start getting to that place to say, I can't do it, put yourself back in the situation and remind yourself what you look like on that cross. Jesus had to go to the cross because of you. He gave you his grace. Give that grace to somebody else. Well, they don't deserve it. Well, neither did you. Neither did you. Neither do I. Matter of fact, the Bible says no one deserves it. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Just forgive. God, I can't do it in my own power, but tonight I'm going to release it to you, and I'm going to let you take over. And he'll take that pain away, and he'll take that anger away. He'll take that, that, that bitterness away, and you'll be free. That's my prayer tonight. How many real quickly all over this place could say, Pastor, I don't even know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm not born again. Tonight I want to say a prayer. 
right now with you. I want to put my faith in Jesus Christ. I want to accept him as my Lord and Savior. Would you just lift your hand and say, that's me. All over this place, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus to come into my life. You're watching online. You're listening on the podcast. Maybe you're backslidden. You've known the Lord at some point in your life, but tonight you're backslidden. You're running. You're not living for God. You know the truth. The truth is in your life, but you're running from it. Just lift your hand. Say, pray for me tonight. All over. I'm coming back. I'm coming home. Amen. God bless you. I see your hand. How many? How many more? Maybe you're watching online. God's speaking to you tonight. And God says, let it go. Give it to me. Forgive. 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 Love. Pray for that enemy. And I'll do a work in you that you, that you can't do yourself. I want us to stand all over this place tonight. Stay in this attitude of reverence because somebody's miracle is going to happen tonight and we're not going to affect it. Somebody, at le- I believe at least one person in this place tonight is going to get a victory over unforgiveness. At least one. Maybe many. And it's going to change your mood forever because once you get free from unforgiveness, nothing can affect you anymore. But boy, when you are bitter and angry from unforgiveness, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse. Because remember, remember the picture. You keep, every time you think of them, you, you take that drink. And you're thinking, oh, that's hurting them. Oh, it's hurting them so bad. Oh, that's hurting. Let me take another drink. Oh, yeah, hurt them. Hurt them, Lord. Let me take it. And you, all you're doing is drinking that poison yourself. You're not affecting them at all. But we, how you want to affect them? Pray for them. Isn't that what the Bible says? Did I read you the Bible tonight? Or did I give you my, my idea? Huh? Bible. Now I want us to say a prayer before we go offline. I want everybody to close your eyes and bow your heads. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Freely you have given to me. I receive that tonight. I'm not saved by works. I'm saved by grace. Jesus, I believe you rose from the dead. And ascended into heaven. And you sit at the right hand of the Father. Praying for me right now. That I put my trust in you. I do that right now. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your precious blood. And from this day forward. I'm going to read your word. Live my life according to it. And see God's blessings on my life in Jesus name amen now say this with me Lord help me to pray for my enemies help me to love those that aren't lovable put your love inside of me a love for those that have done me wrong those that have hurt me I ask for that help tonight because it's what your word says remove wrath and anger and bitterness, and anything else in my life that's hurting me so I can be free tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a big praise tonight as we go offline. God bless you tonight as you are watching. Hallelujah. We 